The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Welcome to Intuitive Connection, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Intuitive Connection. This is your host, Intuitive Counselor Victoria Shaw. And today I want to feel into some experiences that I've had in the last couple of weeks that I thought, you know, as I feel into them with my guides, uh, the guides uh, might also be helpful for you. So I'm doing this one as a recording and we will see where it goes. Ah, so I've been thinking, I've got a lot going on in my life right now, as I'm sure many of you have going on in yours too. And one of the things that has been happening is dating. And some of you know, because I've I've announced it on the show that I'm transitioning out of a almost three decades long relationship, which is a big deal. And uh, going into the world of, you know, cautiously (laughs) dating. And it's been pretty, pretty interesting, pretty fun, but also pretty intense. And one of the things that I am learning from that experience and from some other dovetailing experiences in my life too, is the importance of not outsourcing your sense of worthiness to uh, somebody else's opinions, right? And so, right, you go on a date and, you know, either they like you or they don't like you. And it's the natural human tendency to believe, right, that somebody else's assessment or somebody else's opinion or someone else's even joy or excitement is about you. And friends, I want to tell you, you are beautiful. You are worthy. You are lovable. You are amazing. You are funny. You are fun. You are joyous, I hope. You are, oh, so many amazing things, right? But what somebody else thinks about you is honest to God, none of your business. (laughs) It's none of your business. And the more that we assign our own value and worth based on other people's perspectives, the more we are destined to be, you know, a little bit uncomfortable, miserable, or, you know, perpetual people pleasers, but whatever it is, we won't have that full and complete opportunity to revel in the beauty and amazingness that is ourselves, right? And that's what you're really here to do. 
Now, does this mean that, you know, other people aren't going to like you? And, you know, if every person that came to my office walked out saying, oh my God, she's the worst. She's a fraud. This is terrible. Like I I would look at that. Okay. (laughs) It has not been my experience. Thank goodness. But I would look at that, you know, and I spent years teaching social skills to children on the autistic spectrum. Right. And so we do want to learn to track our impacts on others and, and how we come across to others. But we even that we want to do in the most loving, kind way. And we want to understand that, you know, it's always our choice and that some people do choose to be exactly how they are with complete disregard to how they affect others. I'm not a fan of that either. But what's important is it's more about your value and worth and understanding that. Sure, we live in a shared space and there's certain conventions, you know, there's certain things that others deem valuable. And sometimes we may choose to play the game and sometimes we may not, but we never want to get lost in it, right? We never want to get lost in believing that we are worthy because someone else does, right? Because the person that you most need that from is yourself. Now, does this mean that, you know, you have to wait till you fully love yourself to have others love you? Well, yes and no. First of all, we are complex beings and there's a part of yourself right now that is who and what you really are that loves the, you know, I don't like to say bad words on the show, but the shirt, you know, out of you, like loves you so much. And that is, that is your truth. That is your highest self, your truest self, your God self that could not help but love you because knows intrinsically how lovable you are. You know, you've heard me say this before and I'll say it again. You are love incarnate. So how could you not be lovable? And we all have that part in us, by the way, because it is who and what we really are. That is you. But we also have all these masks and layers and things that we've learned about ourselves, right, that aren't super, super true based on our conditioning, based on what the world says, based on experiences that we've had. And and that's all different ways of saying the same things based on the way in which we have unwittingly and sometimes, you know, wittingly, if that's a word, (laughs) chosen to participate in the human confusion and illusion. And, you know, a lot of that agreement was done when we were very young or even before we took on our bodies and we we looked down and said, I think this is how this early stage of our lives might go. Because most of our conditioning happens early on, but it can continue to reinforce itself throughout our lives. And, you know, it's just how the game of life works. Right. So a lot of what we put out into the world is based on our conditioning, but also how much we are able to connect with our own worthiness and our own lovability. And there's no one on this planet that doesn't know on some level how beautiful, lovable, and worthy they are. It's just we forget. And sometimes we forget in different pockets in different times, right? So we'll have these triggers. I have become intimately re-familiarized with certain triggers as of late, which is actually a beautiful thing because some of them, you know, were probably not, you know, active for 30 years. (laughs) So I get to see them and hold them and treat them with love and kindness and respect and also very most importantly recognize they are not the truth of who and what I really am right? They're just clouds in that beautiful blue sky. And some days, you know, the clouds are so dense that, you know, we don't get to see the sun, but it's there. And, you know, the clouds never last forever, do they? No, I I don't know anywhere where it's cloudy all the time. Of course, I live in San Diego, so there's that. (laughs) So, you know, what my guys are saying to me, and maybe to you too, but dating 
for me is a beautiful opportunity to deepen my connection with my own lovability, right? And to remember again and again that it's a game of finding the people that resonate with me, finding the people that do make me feel good about me without getting lost in wondering what they think and making that be a sign of my own worthiness, right? And of course, this doesn't just apply to dating. It it applies to whenever we are interacting with other people, be it a colleague at work or a spouse or a friend, right? We are all so apt to take other people's impressions of us or what we worry might be other people's impressions of us, right? Because a lot of this we do in our very own minds where we're worrying about, you know, should I do this? Should I do that? Will this be weird? Will that be weird? Will this, Well, that's my thing. <laughs> will this be good? Will, you know, will they value this? Will they value that, right? So a lot of it we do in our own spinny little minds, God bless them. You know, and it can be anytime we're dealing with other people. But the guys want me to pivot a little bit or uh, deepen this because they want to talk about, you know, the dance that often happens between our minds and our energy and, and everything's energy, right? So when you have a thought, you are putting that out into the world. And I've seen this again and again. And so when we're dealing with other people, the other tricky piece is, right, Sometimes, and you've heard me talk about this before, sometimes our energies, our projections, our fears, our insecurities, right, they're projected out to the other person who most likely has their own ego and their own stuff. And then those beautiful areas in which we have not fully experienced our own lovability, you know, will dance. They'll dance together. And so sometimes, right, we will have an insecurity and then boom, (laughs) that will just pop right into that other person's brain. And, you know, they will see it in us because we are seeing it in us. And I've seen this a bunch of times before, and I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the show. I think I have, but I think it bears saying again, you know, when I do readings and counseling sessions, you know, I always began by tuning into the client and getting really present. And there have been times in that first assessment, in that first moment, I will have a thought about someone that is not super kind or charitable. And I actually, (laughs) true story, I really believe, I tend not to be super judgy of other people. It's just not really much of a thing for me. And these are like thoughts that, you know, would not be things I had, like, he's really unattractive, you know, like... I don't usually think that, but it happened with a client recently when I tuned in. I'm like, I don't like him. He's really nerdy and unattractive. So it's not a thought I would ever have is my point. But, you know, three seconds into the conversation, he was telling me his concerns that I'm too nerdy and no girls will ever like me, right? And um, that's actually how it works. And again, you know, I get into that super present state. So I'm aware that, wow, there's a thought in my space right now that's a little bit, you know, <laughs> it's it's definitely not one of mine, right? If they're ever one of yours, because really the mind, the way I understand it is just a shared space. And it's just what we focus our attention on that we pull towards us. But anyway, that is a conversation for another day. But that's what happens all the time in our interpersonal relationships. I believe, you know, we always are tuning into each other's energy and we're always reading what other people are putting out based on their own conditioning. And then we're interpreting it through our own lens. And if we're not really, really, really present, right, I could have formed an opinion that I believed about this lovely young man who is, you know, I know he's going to find his girlfriend friend and his soulmate, no question. And that I also know that belief isn't serving him and it's not real and it's not true. But it just tells you that, you know, we we have this radar going on all the time. And if we're not careful, we pick up other people's stuff and they pick up ours. 
And it's not really a problem because it's just how life works. But the more mindful and present with ourselves and others we can be, right, the more we can get out of our relationships. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So I had another experience not so long ago around someone giving me some feedback on something, and it, it didn't feel super good. <laughs> Just true story. It didn't feel good at all. And it didn't feel good from the person it was coming from. And it sent me into a several-day-long spin, and it wasn't super pleasant. But what I learned from the experience was a couple of things. One... I got to love myself, right? We make mistakes. We do things. We're not perfect. And every opportunity for that kind of trigger for me is to deepen my self-love and say, honey, baby, beautiful Victoria, you get you get to show up however you want. You don't have to be perfect and you're lovable, you know, even if you make a mistake. And that's something that my soul really needs to hear. I know that. Or my humanness really needs to hear. Because based on my own conditioning and my own childhood, I, I don't think I heard that enough, right? So I'm going to give myself that right now. And if you resonate with this, take Take a couple seconds to give some love to you. Hmm. Man, that feels so good. I could do that for like the, <laughs> the next 20 minutes, right? And so the first thing that we can do always when we get triggered is to just love the part of yourself that's hurting if you can. It feels amazing. And remember, no matter how much you show up in the world or who likes you or what mistakes you make, you are still inherently, completely worthy of love. And it's always best when it starts with, you know, your own. But then I also realized my little hook about taking that influence and thoughts from others, and it might be yours too, is like, I don't want to miss anything. Like, I don't want to hurt anyone. I don't want to upset anyone. Like, if I don't pay attention, if I just love myself, then I'll never know, you know, all the reasons why everyone else doesn't love me, right? Ooh, even saying that feels a little bit, ugh. Because the truth is, the more you love yourself, the more other people will love you. And the ones that don't know how to love you will fall away and they won't matter. They won't matter because you'll understand that it's it's a lack of compatibility, not a lack of your worthiness, right? I want to say that again, right? The more we deeply and truly love, honor, and value ourselves, the more we can let other people go that don't match us on that bandwidth, right? And we know it's it's cool. Like everyone gets to have their own opinion, even of us, 
even of yours truly, (sighs) because it's their opinion and that can't hurt me. It's about them. It's about them. And I can make a decision if there's something I want to change because it resonates with me too, right? But in order to do that, sometimes we have to really come from a deep place of self-love first. We have to come from that deep place of self-love first so that, number one, we're not influenced, you know, by trying to be what the other person wants us to be, you know, just because they want it and we want to please them, which I think many of us are conditioned to do, especially as women, but I think everybody, and some of you are not women. Anyway, but also because, you know, it lets us receive and it gives us that deeper level of discernment where we can really try on for size, right, what the other person thinks or feels and see, is that valuable to us? Does that matter to me? Is that something I want to take in or consider? And sometimes it is. In this case with my friend that gave me the feedback, some of what she said was really valuable and important. Now the spinning part that lasted for three days that she probably has no idea about. <laughs> you know, that that was me spinning. That was my mind creating, you know, things that minds do and that's okay. I love you, mind. I love you even when I feel as if you are torturing me. I still love you because I know it is part of this beautiful dance of life. <sighs> but I also realized that some of what was coming at me was her stuff. It was her stuff. It was her worries. It was her fears. It was her concerns. And they were things that she didn't express directly, but were part of what I was receiving, right? And so we have to understand that people always perceive us and see us through their lens. And it's a tempting thing to try to figure out their perspective and then, you know, be who they want us to be. And sometimes we can also tune into someone else's perspective as a way to get out of the mess, right? Because if you're really present and really clear with your yourself and others, right? It's like that example I gave you with my client. In that moment of being real present, I could see right away, even before he opened his mouth, you know, what his issue was going to be because I intuited it. And I intuited it not in a way that I danced with it, right? I didn't engage that thought like, oh, this young man is such a dork, you know? <laughs> I don't like him. No, I actually, I like him very much. He's, he's insightful. He's lovely. I'm always so grateful for my clients. But you know, we can do that in our own relationships too. When we tune in and we we take that minute to say, okay, something's triggered right now. Let me look in me. Let me love me. Let me do that work. And then if you feel so inclined and you don't have to do this, you can also look from a neutral stance, what's triggered in them? And, you know, what could I do to make this situation better? In the case of the thing that sent me spinny a few weeks ago, a dear friend of mine, you know, who's also intuitive, fortunately tuned in for me and said, you know, this is what she needs to hear. As soon as you tell her this, she's going to be fine. And so, you know, after a few days, <laughs> that's what I told her, right? And by the way, what I told her was true, and it didn't go at all against my own, you know, deep sense of self, lovability, authenticity. It was an easy thing to share and an easy thing to say and very comfortable for me. It also didn't have to do with some of the projections or some of the triggers within me. It was very neutral. But because I could take her perspective and understand what, you know, was active in her based on my behavior, it also gave me, you know, just the right thing to do to move forward, right? Because so often I think that we unconsciously dance in each other's stuff and the relationship and the interaction becomes about that, about, you know, all of our like unconscious worries, you know, and then we're trying to solve the problem from that energy and even talking about it makes me need to take a breath. So hold on. (laughs) 
But the other choice is to learn to be really present with ourselves and really present with others and to remember that, you know, whatever interaction is happening between two people, it's always a dance. Any uncomfortable interaction is always a dance between your unresolved junk and their unresolved unconscious junk. And it's never a dance, my friends, between who and what you both really are, right? Because when we connect via soul to soul, right? On that highest, truest level, man, it's just a love fest. It's always just a love fest. And, uh, you know, will it always be like that in every human relationship? I don't know. But, you know, just know that it's those moments that you're connecting soul to soul, 1000%. Now, the last thing that guys want me to say, and it's a thread that I started early on that I think that they want me to make sure that I finish up on, is this idea that so many people have that when we talk about, you got to love yourself, you know, first, and, you know, you can't find your worth and value in someone else's eyes and all that stuff. Some people think that means that, you know, they have to go it alone and that, you know, until I completely love myself and completely honor everything about myself that no one else will love me. And the guys want you to know that that is wholly and completely untrue. Because again, we all have pockets and places where we know how lovable we are. And it's just a dance of allowing ourselves to flow forward from there. So I'm going to give you a little exercise because this is one that really, really, truly helps me. When you're feeling unlovable or when you're feeling like the relationships around you, the mirror in that outside world is not reflecting back your own beautiful magnificence. First of all, be kind to yourself. Give yourself a hug. Shower some love on yourself. Please, please, please. Second of all, use some discernment, right? Like really tune in, plug in, go deep and be present with yourself and with whatever you're picking up in the other person if if you want to go there. But always start with yourself. (laughs) You know, be really present because that presence can help you take whatever's going on to that deeper, deeper level. But also know you can always, 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 always find evidence in the world of your own beauty, your own lovability, all of the things that are going well, because you are a mixed bag and you are always, as a powerful creator and attractor that you are, you're always sending out mixed signals, signals from where you feel lovable and and signals from where you don't. Right. And it's okay. And and they're both gonna they're both gonna come back to you all the time. So a great exercise is start looking for where things are flowing, right? If it's your friendships that you want to enhance, if it's romantic relationships, if it's just, you know, the people in your world seeing the beauty in you, you start to tune into where that's happening now. You start to tune into those examples. Start to tune into the moments where someone was like, Wow, you know, you are delightful. You know, that felt really good. That may or may not have happened. Right? No, but tune into those moments because those moments are the truth, my friends. You are delightful. Know that. I know that. Even if I haven't met you, I know that it's true. And so we tune into where it's flowing. And, you know, we become cognizant, sure, of where it's not, but we don't rest there. We don't rest there. We don't get our truth from there. And we don't believe that that is the truth. Right, And we start to bring our energy and attention more and more to where things are flowing for us because that, my friends, is the beautiful and divine truth of who and what you really are. So I think this is the place to stop. I'm so glad I sat down this morning to record this episode. I hope it helps you as much as it helped me. True, 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 true. Remember, you really, truly are worthy and lovable. 
And I also will say that one of the best tools that I've used to, you know, be present and be aware of this is honing my intuition. So remember, you have that wise voice within you. Learn to use it. Learn to listen to it because that is that loving, loving, loving voice of your soul here to support you and guide you in all moments of time. All right. So that's all I got for you today. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast platform of choice. It really, 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 really helps get the word out there. But just, just keep listening. Share with your friends. And I hope this episode resonated with you as much as it did with me. Have a beautiful, wonderful, magical day and namaste. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again and namaste. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, and wherever you get your podcasts.